0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. How many times have we heard atheists ask the question, where does God come from? Well, let's answer this really easy whenever it comes to some of the answers that atheists claim to care about and be interested in. According to the law of conservation of energy, energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only transferred. Yes, energy is eternal. That's the first thing you'll find if you just simply type in, is energy eternal? Now, if we go with the commonly believed concept of the Big Bang Theory, that space and time and nature had a beginning, we would have to presuppose and logically and rationally assume that there was an energy source that existed eternally in a spaceless, timeless place. That's even, if you could call it a place, it just seems like pure emptiness. Within it, an eternal energy existed and created space, time, and nature, all things within it. According to the law of conservation, if your mass doesn't come from the masses of these particles, where does it come from? Energy. Scientists believe that almost all of your body's mass comes from the kinetic energy of the quarks and binding energy of gluons. All matter and psychological processes such as thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and attitudes are composed of energy. When applied to the human body, every atom, molecule, cell, tissue, and body system is composed of energy that when superimposed on each other, create what is known as the human energy field. In life, the human body comprises matter and energy. That energy is both electrical impulses and signals and chemical reactions. The same can be said about plants, which are powered by photosynthesis, a process that allows them to generate energy from sunlight. Some Christians have a difficult time or challenging time trying to define or describe what God is, but it really simply comes down to God is a powerful energy, an energy that is powerful enough to create the entire universe, which, as I said again, and I will repeat, space, time, everything. Now, there has to be according to science, some kind of prime mover because they state that energy is eternal. Yet, if the universe had a beginning, everything that exists within it, including the energy, it had to have had some kind of generator or source to do this. I know that if there's any atheists out there, as well as religious people, who have a scientific mind and you respect science and you love science and you've actually done your research, then you know just as well as I that you're never going to get a naturalistic answer for why the universe got here because the energy, being that it existed eternally, existed before nature existed. And in order for us to have laws of nature, nature also has to exist. We come up with these concepts of laws of nature based upon what we see with the consistency and persistency of nature itself. And the Big Bang claims that nature at one point in time didn't even exist. There was just one single energy source. And usually scientists refer to this as the singularity, which literally means the one. Now, At this point, I'm pretty sure most religious people and atheists who agree with the Big Bang Theory, which is something that is commonly believed all over the world by damn near all scientists, you probably realize at this point, okay, so we can go along with that because that's exactly what science teaches. Well, the other question you have to ask yourself is this. Did that energy, while producing the universe, producing space and time, is it because of what happened with the expansion of the universe, why you exist and why I exist? I think that we would all agree. Atheists actually believe that this universe put them together, component by component, mechanism by mechanism. For some reason, they don't believe there's a guided force behind it or it's goal-oriented. They just think that it somehow, for their fortunate benefit, put them into existence as they are. But that's not how energy works, does it? Energy is goal-oriented. Energy does do things in order for it to be able to adapt and work within its environment. It's obviously has processes that make it work in certain ways and under certain laws in order to be able to permeate and do what it does. The universe itself is constant energy, which that means that if there is a God, that would mean that God created a perfect amount of energy in the universe for all the worlds and the galaxies and Everything that we have around us that we can see in our limited reality or perception of it. Everything is balanced from beginning to end of this expansion. This is the case. This is what scientists claim. Everything is set, which is one of the big reasons why a lot of Christians bring up the argument of fine-tuning. Everything is set in a proper order. This is not a universe of chaos, there's not a bunch of crazy crap going on where our laws just fiddle around and change on their own. That doesn't happen. As I've described in other videos, for something to exist outside of timeless eternal space, an energy source that exists outside of nature and the laws of nature themselves, this is by its very definition, supernatural. The definition of supernatural is that which exists and behaves and acts outside of the laws of nature. Laws of nature don't exist, well then by definition that singularity is supernatural, and the universe is the outcome of the supernatural. The next question would obviously be, okay Brett, we follow you this far. Okay, so there's an energy source that started the universe. We all agree on that. There's no atheist out there that's going to say, oh, there's no energy source, unless you're Lawrence Cross or one of these foolish turds who are trying to say that everything just came out of nothing, which is a magical assumption or from your imagination that somehow this happened. Why is it impossible? Why is Lawrence Cross wrong? Because every scientist in the world says that energy is eternal. So there never could have been a time in existence before or outside the universe where there wasn't something that had power in it that was eternal. Energy is eternal. So the next question would obviously be, okay, so... All right, fine. We accept that there's an eternal energy that exists outside the universe that had so much power, it created space, time, and nature. So, why would we think that it's alive? That that source of energy has a mind or a consciousness? Well, according to scientists, energy is what? Is the process of your mind. When you use your consciousness, what do you think that is? When you're using any of your reactions or your stimuli, anything that's moving around in your body, your very thoughts and your ideas, do you think your thoughts are just swimming around in an empty aquarium somewhere in your head? No. The fact is, is that your mind and your consciousness is your entire body. And you're going to say, wait a minute, how is that possible? How could that be the case? My mind should be up here. This is what everybody would think. It's just in my brain. But your brain is connected to every single thing in your body. It's not like just some kind of motor sitting inside of a vehicle. Everything is connected. And if it doesn't work, everything stops. If things stop working on your body, that also in turn has an effect on your brain as well as your heart and everything else that is connected. You are the entire embodiment of energy, which Christians back in the day, as well as Jews and people of older religions, referred to this as a soul. So when atheists are asking questions like, what is the soul? Where is that? It is the very life essence that God made that made you who you are. You are not just this, this appearance. There's more to you. There is, all of this is energy. You are connected to the universe. Christianity has a lot of teachings that coincide with another belief system called pantheism. Pantheism is whenever it is believed that God not only exists outside the universe, but he's connected and that the universe is an extension or a part of himself. So you might ask, where did the energy come from? Did God create a new kind of energy whenever he created the universe? Or did God use the energy that was already within himself to power the universe and make it what it is today? According to the Bible, God created us in his image, and he breathed life into us. So the story is telling us very clearly that he didn't, like, make some kind of external or outside energy source he simply presented his own energy and that is what created life it literally says he breathed into the capsule that he had created he created the universe created life says he created us from the dust how did dust get here According to science, dust exists because of the stars and because of the energy that resonates in the universe. It's one of the reasons why people came up with the idea of the expanding Earth concept. Because we constantly are being bombarded by material and properties in space. So when God said he made us from dust, he's literally saying that we are children of stardust, just as Carl Sagan has famously quoted So the next question obviously would be from any atheist out there, a religious person who's trying to figure this all out, how to define God and how to work God into this uh, scenario. How does God retain a mind and a consciousness himself? Well, let's remember that God doesn't have a beginning and end. This is how he is defined biblically. He doesn't have a—there was never a birth, and there will never be a death. God can't be destroyed, and he can't be created because God is the energy. He is the law of conservation. He is the laws of the nature because he is the universe itself. Can God put himself and transform matter to where he can come to us as a man— or look like a human sure if god has the ability to manipulate matter and maybe manipulate is not the right word for it but he's been around long enough that he understands how to do what he wants to with matter and energy he understands how it works way more obviously than we could ever even imagine And because of this, he's able to come in any form that he wants. Just as the forms of animals and plants and humans that we have on the earth, God is capable of doing this. Now, the reason why I say God, Christianity, and pantheism seem to mix is because the Bible says that God is able to see into our minds. And if our body is made up of energy, then this shouldn't be hard for something that is made out of pure energy to be able to connect with us, be able to, because our thoughts are not like little papers that we're drawing in our head. They are simply there. They are part of the energy and process that is going on. Therefore, it would be easy for something that is made out of pure energy to access that. To try to answer a little bit more and elaborate on the concept of how do we know that the energy source itself had a mind or a consciousness to be able to make the decisions he did in order to create the universe and create us, we have to logically and rationally think to ourselves if we have a mind and we have consciousness and we're made up of energy, then it is rational and logical to believe that there are other energy sources out there that, too, contain consciousness and mind. There's nothing different about us. We are a part of the universe, ladies and gentlemen, yet we have all these processes going on, and all of it is processed by energy. This energy continues to make more energy, too. How do I put this? The energy is all constant, And it's one of the reasons why it is that we see that this is going to come off kind of woo-woo for people, but do you notice that for every 10 people that end up dying in the world, the energy that is in this universe goes on to producing more children? We're constantly reproducing and replicating ourselves, carbon copies of ourselves, When one person dies, the energy doesn't die itself. It just simply, if you were to think of it as like a ghost in a um, machine, and the vehicle itself, the physical embodiment of it has decayed or it's been destroyed, the energy of consciousness and mind, it's not going to just dissipate into the universe or become nonsense or non-existent we are eternal. We are energy, and eternal is energy. And you're probably asking, well, then why can't the dead person continue to do things for Because some of the processes and some of the functions, the vehicle is no longer functional for the soul or the vessel to do things. However, if we had the wisdom and the intelligence as God does, if we had the understanding of how energy and the laws work properly, or have the acknowledgement of it, there could be a day where we know how to take the blueprint of a human in all the components of processes and energies and simply regenerate that person to a prior form. And the hope and idea would be that we would be able to retain their consciousness and their mind at the point that they deceased. Of course, some people get killed in such a way, we would maybe have to go back a month before they died or a couple weeks, depending on the deterioration of the vehicle that their soul drives at this point, right? And this is something that's very scientific. This is something that scientists have been really considering putting a lot of thought in for a while so this isn't like some kind of sci-fi movie Um, it is one of the reasons why there are a lot of movies that are inspired by weird stuff that directors and writers read about in science and then they come up with these cool movies without fully understanding the uh, consequences and the outcome of such a, a thing So, if we're made up of energy and we have a mind and a consciousness, then we can't be silly and think that we're the only thing in the universe. We would have to believe that if it's possible for energy and a mind and consciousness, such as ourselves, our very reflection exists, then there is most likely the high probability that there are greater things and more superior things in the universe who've been around for so long that they have the knowledge and the information to be able to do with energy as they want. They can conserve it. They can transform it. They can do whatever they want. It's a power that is eternal. And all you simply have to know is how to be able to mold it to do what you want to do. And that is a fantastic thing. There's no question that whatever can do something like that is incredible. In a way... We have kind of like a newbie version of this ability. Whenever we produce something or we create something that requires energy, we're in a sense being like little tiny gods ourselves. We're we're creating and we're manipulating matter and energy to create devices and products and the things that we sell to each other. Right now, what I'm doing is I'm using a device that works on energy and power to be able to produce something that you will all be able to see and experience. So when you are debating an atheist, and they are talking about how it's stupid to believe that there's some embodied conscious out there, you need to remind them and ask them what do they think that they're even made up of? What do they think that their body is made up of? And when you're asked to define God, you define him as an energy source. You wouldn't be lying. He is a form of energy that is capable of working and transforming other energy. And yes, God has the ability to think. And yes, if God wants to experience what it means to feel, or no things, God can do whatever he wants. Because God has been around for so long and existed within as well as with the universe, therefore, he would easily be able to, especially since he's pure energy, retain all the information and knowledge of how everything works, including you. And would probably, at some point in time, become intuitive enough to know what we're going to do next. It doesn't take many years on this earth to get to a point where you start getting a real idea of the kind of creatures we are and what we are ready to do to each other at a moment's notice. You don't have to be a god to get the idea of what humans are about. We're not that complex, The choices we make always seem to be based upon greed, financial gain, and whatever it means to be able to get a step up over other people. That is the way humanity is. It is what it is. So, now that we've got all that figured out, I would love to hear some comments. People are more than welcome to make some videos. I think that I've done a pretty good job of describing what God is and why it is that God is eternal and why it is that God must exist as opposed to a naturalistic explanation because there can't be a naturalistic explanation according to the atheist or agnostic because the energy itself existed outside of nature and the laws of nature making it completely unnatural or at least Supernatural would be a better term for it, by definition. Look into pantheism, ladies and gentlemen, and then read the Bible, and you'll understand why it is that I see a compatibility there. I'll talk about some of my other philosophical views. I understand that there are some people out there you get confused about the way I have in the past. I've said, I hold this idea, I hold this idea. A lot of the ideas that I have brought up, I still hold on to and I believe in. It's just in certain conversations, unless it comes up or someone asks me about it, I don't see any reason to really bring it up. People ask, well, Brett, you said that you're a theist. I've always been a theist. I'm still a theist. A theist just simply means I believe in God. Some people say, Brett, you say that you, in the past, that you were a dithyist and also you looked into Maltheism. I did, and I believe in some of the traits and the ideas of it, as I said in the past. I believe that God is capable of doing what we would refer to and perceive as good. I believe that God can have the quality of love, yet commit things upon us that would seem dark or bad omens, And I have no problems admitting that. I believe that something can still remain the quality of love, yet cause damage. Because let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, there was even a song written a while back called Love Hurts. And oh, it does. Anything that is worth a damn in this universe has its pleasure to it, but it also has its consequences. And I think everybody could agree on that. All right. So. God bless. Any questions, just leave comments. Post your videos to me if you make one, if you want to talk. Uh, Maybe one day when I'm up to it and I feel like my energy's up, (laughs) you see what I did there? We can uh, talk more about God and uh, his description that I give him. If anybody thinks that I'm wrong, feel free to give me valid criticism and uh, argue with me about it. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. A complete explanation of towards the existence of god. Nothing can only create nothing. Before the universe began, something must have always existed. It's energy. Energy is eternal. The first law of thermodynamics confirms that. The law states energy cannot be created or destroyed, no beginning or uncreated and no end. That's the definition of eternal. You also can't claim that this energy always existed in the known universe because science has proven that the universe didn't always exist. The universe and time didn't always exist by Stephen Hawking. This energy source that was present before the universe began had to have power beyond anything we can begin to imagine. Considering it had to transfer its energy into trillions of stars and billions of galaxies, a separate eternal energy source that exists outside, of the universe had to have supplied or transferred its energy into the universe because we know the universe didn't always exist. It's not unreasonable to assume this enormous energy was the creator, God. Listen, we reasonably have two options to determine what was this powerful, always existing energy. It could be a dumb, unconscious, and vague energy source. However, this seems extremely illogical, considering that we can observe complexity, order, and design throughout the universe. The most logical answer would be that an intelligent mind constructed the universe, or a god. It's as simple as that. If you can't agree with this logic, then you are stubborn, unreasonable, and don't want to believe in the possible existence of a god.